What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, every now and then we get to bring on some of our lovely sponsors that are also fantastic resources for you as school counselors. Um, and today we have here with us Meredith and Ken from IEC, a.k.a. Independent Electrical Contractors of Utah. Welcome. Welcome to the show, my friends. Welcome back. It's so good to talk Thank to you, you guys. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good to be so, with you again. I know. Uh, so I honestly, this is probably the best part of my job is just talking to cool people and learning all the different options there are for kids out there. Because as we often discuss on this show, there is not one path for kids. And especially the last, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years or so, those university traditional degrees have been put on such a high pedestal because, you know, in the seventies, the eighties, I mean, the sixties the through the, through the low thousands, basically two thousands, um, that was life-changing. You get that, you get, yeah, you, that, that was the way to change your life, but there are so many different pathways to success now. Um, and one of those fantastic ways that people can get a jump on life with a fantastic career and not have to, I'm going to say the word spend instead of waste, even though I really want to say waste, instead of spending lots and lots of money on tuition, um, you know, they can they can get ahead. So tell, t- tell us what is the IEC of Utah? Tell us all about yourselves, what you do for those who might be living under a rock and don't know the wonderful things that you do. All right. Well, I can I'll uh, start out really quick. Uh, and I appreciate that introduction because we actually have a couple of things that we've been really thinking about in the last uh, few months that we'd like to expound more on that go right along with what you just said. But uh, uh, yes. Independent Electrical Contractors Association of Utah is comprised of about 75 electrical contractors throughout the state. Uh, in addition to that, part of the Utah licensing for journeyman electrician includes some uh, training that it takes as an electrical apprentice. And we also have a uh, school for electrical apprentice uh, that they that they go to school at the same time that they're working in the trade to complete right. both of the requirements for the licensure for the Utah Journeyman licensing, uh, some of which includes on-the-job training and some of it includes some uh, some schooling in order to qualify to take those journeyman licensing tests. So we provide all of those, but first and foremost, we're an association of uh, electrical contracting companies. So about 75 contracting companies. And while they're um, the, so is IEC a place where they can get trained and like schooling essentially? And so two corporations here, the, the association, and then mm -hmm. we also have IEC education of Utah, which is a school to do training. And what is the tuition cost for the IEC education? It's right around with books and tuition. We're sitting at about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a year. And then, how much do they get paid while they're at school? <laughs> so, a lot of uh, starting electricians are starting, you know, up in the sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour range. While right they're now. at school, guys. That's well, that's the starting. Gosh, this um, what blows my mind, guys. They're at school. They're spending okay, not even two grand a year, and they're making money. Okay, oh, it sorry. Gets better I'm gonna than stop. That. stop. Yeah. I'll let you talk. Oh my god! Most of our yeah. most of our contractors actually reimburse them for the school, so that it's the net cost is zero to them. Guys, this is crazy. Guys, this is wonderful. 
Oh, keep going. This is just the best. It, it, it is. It's a great opportunity with a lot of blue sky because in four years, a lot of these guys are going to, you know, the kind of the average journeyman rate right now in our association is right around $30 an hour. So in four years, they have the opportunity to be making, you know, $60,000 a year out the gate in four years with zero debt. That's that does not suck. That does no. not suck. That is pretty good. That's that's not bad at all, especially considering um, average American graduates college. I think it's around like twenty to forty thousand dollars of debt, mm-hmm. um, usually from a from a degree. My wife, she graduated from her four year degree um, with about twenty thousand dollars of debt. Um, and it also depends what you have the person that does that. I mean, my older brother, he got his, he's a pharmacist. So he had to go to doctorate school. He only got 50 K of debt because homeboy lived like he was poor and broke because he was, um, and, <laughs> and then worked his tail off. Um, but yeah, you get a lot of debt going to universities and whatnot. If you don't have a job or good scholarships, um, just because it's such a weird sector, but this, I mean, it would not suck being able to out of the gate, be making a, de- a decent living without having that that debt hanging over your head. Exactly. That's huge. So what are some of the new things you guys have been talking about? I am super excited now. Let's dive into well, that. I'll have, I'll have Meredith. She, she uh, we were talking she's a little bit. At she's, bit here. Got, she's, yeah, ready. she's chomping at the bit. She's chomping at the bit to speak. So I'll let her take some of those. Yeah, go for it. What, what's the what's going on, Meredith? So you really, you had the perfect introduction that, that college is not the only pathway. Nope. And, and that was, that was our big focus actually last year when we talked with you was yep. college is great, but it's not the only thing. And now right. we're really like honing in on that. Um, and I'll give you a couple of examples. I oh, went yeah. to, I went to high school, the high school counselor center with my daughter to get her signed up for her classes and, um, just at high school right. and on the, on this block column in the high school, there were college flags. Um, yep. plastered on the on the column oh, yeah. with the names of students who were going to their different colleges and the colleges, right. you know, represent, you know, there were red right. ones for the U of U, you right. know. Promoting secondary and education. Promoting yeah, yeah, yeah. secondary education. And I shed a little tear because I didn't see a column that represented those students who have gotten their CNAs, who have gotten their cosmetology right. licenses. Their technical college already, students. The technical college students who are already working as welders and already starting on their electrical career path. And right. where's so, the column for already employed and making money? Correct. <laughs> we're missing. Yes. We're missing a column there. We're missing. And I, even just this morning on the news, the morning news, they were talking about college readiness and, and how shouldn't we be having this conversation in March, April, and May, but no, we've got to be talking about it now. And, and flashes on the screen of college, university, college, university, college, university, and no discussion about the career path that is the trades. And, um, and so that's where we're really, so we've been working with talent ready Utah, which Mm -hmm. who we love that. And their mission statement is to convene education and industry. It's very succinct. There's so Mm -hmm. much that goes into that little phrase of convening and maybe convene is the wrong word, but it's close enough. Right. Education and industry. So what can we do? And you with your counselor background, you know, you know that what are the conversations that we can have in elementary school and in junior high and in high school that give them this exposure so that 
so that when they're having the conversations as a junior and senior in high school and and in October of the year that they're a senior, you know, like right. like the news story this morning, that they're not just say, that they're not just talking about right college. It's a it's it's a round picture. I will say we've been getting better about it we the are. last decade or so. Um, but I I think that I I want to see it to continue to get better. And it's funny because I always laugh at myself because I got a master's degree from university for a job that I told kids on the regular, don't go to college. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> don't go to a traditional college, I should say, because school counselors try to define college as anything that is one, two, four or more years after high school to get you some sort of certification. And so you know, for school counselors, at least the school counselors that are being produced now, I can't speak to the, you know, the 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 dudes and gals who have been school counselors for, you know, 20, 30 years. But we're trying to, you know, put forth the idea that anything like IEC, that's college because it's requiring one, two, four or more years to get a certification. Technical college is technical college. It's not tech school. It's not your backup plan. It's a very, very it's a good prominent plan A. And so it just depends on the the verbiage, how we talk about it early on. And, and we have been getting better at it, but I would like it to see it to continue to improve more. What are some of the ways you guys would like to see it being talked about as we move forward, you know, in time? You must be reading our notes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're looking at a lot of, as we look at websites and stuff, and I'm glad you talked about the college thing. I think that, I think that might be a shift where you say college is anything of one to you know two or four years that, that leads to a certif certificate of some sort. That now we're saying that that's college, but I think that that may not be the same impression that the that the um, that the parents of all the students have on stuff. No, and so as we look at websites and everything else, we look at a lot of things that say, you know, um, do this because college you know because this if you do well in high school that leads you to college if you do well in all these other things that leads to college i think that there's a little bit of a shift we need to need to talk about that hey successful in college is not the same thing as having a successful career no. <laughs> you know the career is going to last a lot longer than your four years of college experience and so i'd like to see some shifts of some things that say you know what there's a lot of things you can do in life to have successful meaningful productive careers i i love yeah. that and i agree i sometimes i wonder if we could because we talk about um college and career readiness a lot in the world Correct. of school counseling and i would challenge some of my school counselors what if we took out the word college and just said career readiness because college can be a step to career readiness, right? Going to university, Absolutely. it's a part of going, getting, be, becoming career ready. But the only reason you're going to college is to gain marketable skills and a network so that you can do a job that someone will pay you money to do. That's why you're going to college. That piece of paper says, I have been trained to do a marketable skill that people are willing to pay me to do. I have the knowledge to do that skill. And that this is my certification saying that I can do that. That's the only reason we go to college is to get that so that people will pay us so that we can use that skill. And so that's the part of being career ready, but it's all about our careers. And okay. I feel like we've been putting college on such a pedestal 
that we've forgotten about the end result, the career. Correct. And so if we could challenge ourselves to think, okay, let's maybe care more about, let's be career ready. Yes, college and career ready, but more so career ready. What are the soft skills we're trying to build in while we're in high school? You know, the attendance, the the being punctual, the turning stuff in on time. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Career readiness. I love that. I love right. that. So the other thing that we've talked a little bit about that probably would be relevant is that, um, you know, we're in the construction trades business, right? We're in the, we, right. we build buildings and, and things like that. And realistically, if I were just to go and say, you know, I'm going to do electrical, I want to do electrical because that's the end, but it's not the end goal. If I just want to do electrical and I don't have a plan, you know, we build buildings based on plans. Right. And uh, the plan, there's lots of different components that lead to that plan of the end result of the building. Some of those plans are the electrical, plumbing, HVAC, all of those, but the coordination of that plan is helpful. So I think that if we're if we're looking at the end result being the building or the career, mm-hmm. then we can look at all the different components of that, that that lead to that. And I'm happy. I'm I'm really thrilled that you talked about things about soft skills, because the by and large, most of our contractors that are wanting to hire people are looking for people that can show up to work. Mm-hmm. They're looking for people that are that take accountability for things. Yep. They're looking for people that uh, that understand, you know, have just a, a general aptitude of spatial recognition of things. So right. there's some aptitude, aptitudes we can identify that, that uh, skilled electricians and skilled building uh, contractors are better at than maybe others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm queasy at the sight of blood, so I'm never gonna be a doctor. Yep. But you put me with a with a hand tool, and I really I really enjoy building something. Which is funny because you probably enjoy seen your needles fr- and scalpels and that kind of stuff. So you've probably seen your fair share of blood and construction, though. Not gonna <laughs> well, lie. I maybe like, have. No. <laughs> you, I, you we talk about leaving our DNA on the job site. Sometimes <laughs> we do that, but uh, um, but I just I'm just saying that the, the aptitudes of yeah. having an ability to recognize a two-dimensional print and then see what that looks like, see the end right. result from the beginning is definitely an aptitude that we're looking for. Right. Well, and so many people assume like, oh, construction, like, yeah, that's your, your rough and tough and, you know, throwing F-bombs and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And while, yes, there might be some people of that population within that crowd. Also, I do not know a single industry where soft skills are uh, are are not important are unimportant exactly. specifically emotional intelligence um <laughs> like within any industry i i i 9 times out of 10 i feel like i can walk into any industry any office and they will say i will rather take someone who is average at their job cuz you can teach them the skill who is average at their job but they get along with people and they are nice and they can be a team member over someone who is a rock star, but a selfish jerk, because you can, you can teach skills. You cannot teach emotional intelligence. That is something that they have to acquire on their own. And so within your, what, what do you notice within that, you know, within the electrical trade? Well, let me correct you. I think that, I think emotional intelligence can be developed and it is part of that developmental process through elementary and junior high and high school. Yes, early on. Emotional intelligence gets developed. Yes. 
Um, yes, I love that. Yes, it is very hard to just teach it to an adult. When an adult correct. comes to you with a low emotional intelligence, you're like, ah, that's going to take a lot of investment that I don't know if I can afford. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and so oh, keep that's going, exactly going. probably our biggest message is that as we start in um, elementary school and junior high, I, I kind of call it a funnel effect. As we're starting in those and we're starting to expose people to all kinds of different things, um, you know, including, you know, hand tools, including construction, you right. know, including print reading, including just some general aptitude skills in elementary, junior high. When they hit the ground running from us, as, you know, running to us in the in when they graduate high school, we in our school, we can take and develop the skills that they need as far as the electrical skills. Right. You can teach but them that. We really need the general skills and we need people that have general aptitude. And you've mentioned it a minute ago that I don't, what we'd really like to see is the construction and uh, trades and some of these other um, talents are, shouldn't be plan Bs. They right. shouldn't be, oh, I need to go to college because I need to have the college experience. Right. No, we need to have, we need to have professional experience as well. And right. And, Having professional experience as a somebody coming out of high school and having some of those uh, career-based experiences, we can build on those, and right. we intend to build on those in our post-high school stuff. I I don't expect you in high school to create electricians. I expect you in high school to create, you know, potential employees. Yeah, <laughs> create create workable people. That can exactly. that, that 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 can be taught, because I'll be honest, in any sort of education training program, whatever it is, the bark work trains you zero percent for the work stuff. You learn a lot of basic stuff uh, to try to train your mind how to think in that industry, Absolutely. but the actual skills of the industry, you get there and you're like, whoa, whoa, no one covered this in college. No one covered this in school. Like I got to my my to school counseling, you know, my my the, the high school that I landed at, and a lot of stuff. I was like, whoa, like yes, I'm thinking like a school counselor because of what I learned in college, but the actual skills, mm, I had to learn on the job. And exactly. so with 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 this, you're able to dip your feet in the fire a lot faster as you learn. And it's not just you know shoving your your nose in books for four years before you're exposed to any of that. Um, and I'm not dissing on colleges, guys, but I'm trying to show everybody that there is a very, very valid plan A for all populations. And I especially want to bring this up. Meredith, can girls be electricians? Oh, my goodness. That drives me nuts so much. Oh, yes. Yes. How many how many is the number of female um, participants within your programs growing year by year? It is it's increasing, it but is increasing. very, very slowly increasing. Oh, yeah. man, because I feel like I'll be honest. I feel like girls freaking kill it in trades <laughs> because for the most part, I don't want to like lump them all in everyone into one category. For the most part, females tend to have a little bit better attention to detail, um, which can save all us dudes butts. When we forget something on a blueprint and Foreman comes over to kill us, but thank heavens there's girl on the job 
that made sure we fixed all our errors. Anyway, Meredith, what do you have to say there? That there is some truth to that. I I, I will say that that there is an attention to detail that um that is useful. Um, I think those right now, those who the girls who have chosen the trades are there very intentionally. Yeah. And yeah. and anyone who has chosen their career intentionally is going to be a fantastic. Yep. And so, and so it's kind of funny that, I mean, even though we're few in number because of the intentional path that got us here, there, the women in the trades do make their mark. Yeah. And so let's just expand that. (laughs) Let's just expand that to all women in all careers and all men in all careers. Let's lead them down an intentional path that they, that, you know, they, I kind of felt um cosmically you know like a, a heavenly <laughs> i was led by heaven to right. to find the trades for me and right. so for me that i took that very seriously and put my whole heart and soul in it i never looked back school was easy for me because i not easy but it was it wasn't it was a no brainer um, it was a no brainer yeah, yeah because i it was an easy knew, choice it, an easy choice cuz i knew i was in the right place now, the reason and I bring so, up the girls in the trade is because uh, a few times I have seen um, a girl, a uh, 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 you know, a junior, a senior girl express interest. And oh, I want to go in like diesel tech or I want to go into like, yeah. you know, this or that. And their mom and dad's like, oh, try out college for just a year, you know. And I'm like, whoa, pump up the brakes here. Like, why? Why is that such a bad idea? Why? Mom, dad, are you? What do you think she's why I'm I, I have such a hard time understanding that because for some reason there's and it, and again it's not so much with the school counselors and not even so much with the kids it's the parents that have this perception of what they you know blue collar jobs quote unquote um that they feel like are less than or that they feel like are inferior or that they feel like will end up their poor baby in a ditch somewhere I don't yeah. know. But and I'm like, no, this is a very viable, awesome career path for anybody. If you're if your child has those aptitudes, it doesn't matter if your child is a boy or a girl. If their aptitudes are, you know, they love working with their hands and they love to create things and they're and they're and they're creative and they, you know, they love fall and they have all those aptitudes. That's a wonderful, valid career for them to try Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Why not try Nate, you just said something that changed my whole life. <laughs> I, I've been trying to think about, I've been trying to figure out when are, when are we going to get there? When is this going to happen? What's, and I think you just hit it. I think it's a generation away. We right now with these conversations that we're having, we're training the school counselors to have the conversations with the high schoolers, with the, with the elementary through high school. Yeah who are going to raise their children in a different mindset. So we're a generation away. The the next generation is going to be the ones whose parents don't blink an eye at the girl who wants to be a diesel mechanic. Yeah. hundred percent. So like parents don't get too offended if your kid says, okay, boomer, because like the school counselor kind of wants to as well, but uh, (laughs) no, 
No, I, I agree. I agree. And I think it's, you know, generations change every single generation, right? Like mm. I, I would argue I'm probably young enough to be one of your guys's kids. I'm a whopping 30 years old. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember when I was, I mean, when I was younger, my parents and their generation were always like, oh, you guys, you guys had it so easy. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, my grandparents are talking to my parents. You guys don't know what hard is. We had to walk uphill both ways in the snow. And, you know, every generation always had it harder than the generation coming after them. Um, it's just kind of like the generational bias that we always have. That being said, um, I do think, like you said, I think we're just one or two generations away from really not having a stigma on whatever, whatever the heck you want to do. Um, so what are some of the things that, that school counselors should know about IEC as they're talking about potential career paths with their kids so that they can give good information to the students about IEC? So I think, um, one of the things you can do is that we are actually, we are absolutely here to help them. If they want to call us, we are, we're willing to talk to them about state laws. And I mean, the students themselves can call us and we can talk to them about that. We have, uh, you know, bulletin boards. I wish that I could say that that um, every single person that will ever put a job application or a job resume on any of our bulletin boards that one of our contractors would grab them up immediately and hire them. But, you know, jobs have ebbs and flows and stuff. And right. even though as an entire industry, we're lacking people. Sometimes there's still ebbs and flows. I mean, shoot, we live in Utah, right? It's snow sometimes. When when it's winter time, some of the jobs don't start on time because they're in the snow. And so, but we are willing to put their names out in front of 76 contractors. Um, we are willing to talk to them about what licensed laws look like. We are willing to, and we love one-on-one -on -one discussions with a student. I'll tell you some of the things we don't, we have a struggle on. I think we struggle with career fairs because we come to a career fair and, and we end up, you know, having, being asked a hundred times with what, what candy do we have? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so we struggle with the time of that, but I would rather have 30 individual conversations than go to one career fair. <laughs> I, I hear that, but that's, I feel that. but that's just one of the, one of the, my own personal introvert, I guess, Meredith, Meredith likes talking to people better than I do. I'm, I'm the introvert in the, in between. <laughs> um, I love, yeah. Uh, oh, no, go ahead, Nate. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that it is hard when people come up kind of haphazardly, not really wanting to talk about your thing and are just wondering, Hey, so what free crap do you have for me? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, what I was going to say completely slipped my mind. I love when that happens. But <laughs> Meredith, you're about to say something. Go for oh, it. Oh, so so I've gone to the middle school career days when oh, yeah. they have already they've surveyed the students and given them some options of what you know three classes that they three careers that they want to be in that class. Mm -hmm. You know that they want to have exposure to someone who's going to come and visit. Right, and so that's been fun to have a classroom of students who chose electrical as one of their choices. And, right. and that feels more, that feels more productive to me to actually um, have it more focused towards those who, 
expressed right. an interest. Yeah. So I, I like that. And I like that on a middle school level. There's different yeah. things I've done. You know, I've put my tool belt on and taken all my tools and my fancy, you know, just <laughs> the fun things to elementary schools before. Right. And that's been really fun. I'll wear a skirt. I'll put my tool belt on. And so I'm showing it. No, a that's actually of- a big deal. That's actually a big deal because a lot of little girls are going to see, hey, someone looks like me can do something like that. Yes. Not just like, like, because perception and representation matters so much to young minds because young minds, they see someone that looks like them and they think those are the things, those are the possibilities. They don't think of the possibilities that aren't represented to them. Yeah. And so like little, a lot of, and it's, I'm, I know I'm speaking to the female population right now, but it goes both ways. Um, a lot of times little girls don't see other females as, you know, construction workers, as engineers, as mechanics, getting their hands dirty, working strong. They don't see a lot of that or haven't seen a lot of that. They're starting to see more of that. So they feel like that's more of an option. Similarly, you don't see a lot of boys with aprons on and you know you know doing those type of things which and i like i said it goes both ways and the reason i say that i have a five-year-old boy his most favorite thing to do is to work in the kitchen with my wife he will toss on the apron and he will help in the kitchen way more than i ever did growing up and i'm like boy i love you so much um so so i love this this guys we need to lead our students to paths that they want and exp- and and that includes exposing them to everything so yeah. that they can know all the viable options that are out there. So for those that are wanting to explore the IEC, um, the, the, your phone number is on your website. What does the process look for application? If they're interested, what can they do? How can they get in touch? Shameless plug, all that good stuff. Well, the uh, they can get in touch, but, you know, on the website, they can call in. Again, because of the nature of the licensing and the school, mm-hmm. we it is hand in hand with with having a job. So part of the first step is get a job with an electrical contractor so that you can start moving down that pathway. So w- this is slightly different than a lot of things where they say, oh, let's go get trained, 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 and then we can find a job. Our f- number one goal is to get somebody hired first, and then they can start with the school because our we want our goal is to get the school in connection with on the job training so that they can meet both those goals with the state of Utah licensing. There you go. I like that. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. And the website for the IEC will be in the podcast description and that'll have their the phone number, all the information you need will be right on that website. So please go check them out. Um, and always remember that we are training kids to be career ready. And that includes so many different ways. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one.